Manager, where's the manager? It's about, oh yeah, this is for you, Ron. This is for you and your people. I like that. So is the release. Yes, yes. Nice. Just to support uh, firearms in Canada, freedom, keep Canada tactical. So I, uh, I'm going to go pick my gun up today. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah, I actually got my letter over a week ago saying I could go pick it up. But I've just been busy and I was out of town. I went to the island to help my dad move today or this weekend, I mean. And um, so uh, I, I, the guy called me and said, hey, uh, you know, a couple of days later, the guy called me. He's like, hey, you know, you can come get your, your firearm. And I was like, yeah, I've just been really busy. I go, how many days can you guys hold it for? And yeah. he goes, oh, actually, legally, we're supposed to hold it for 365 days. And I was like, oh, well, I got plenty of time. I'll come get it soon. <laughs> yeah. I think I can make that happen. You know, I thought I was going to have to run down there and get it. You know what I mean? Because I've just been busy. But so it's, uh, do you know how it works there? Like, first of all, does this gun shop also have a range? Will you be able to open up and start? Cracking off some no. send, sending rounds, as the kids say nowadays. Sending rounds. No, yeah. uh, this gun shop doesn't have a range, but I'll be able to get everything I need there, including the lock, the lock box, and all that stuff. Gotta have a lock box. And, yeah, and then uh, and then there's actually a range, literally next door to the gym. Oh, nice. No kidding. Like I, I didn't know one that. building up. Okay. Just one building up. There's a shooting range. You see people there all the time. Like it's like you know people go there for fun, and you can like you know, rent, you know what I mean? It's like that type of place you go there and just like Joe Blow can just go there and shoot some rounds or you can take your gun there and shoot some rounds. You know what I mean? So um, I'll probably use that place because I mean, it's right next door to the gym. So absolutely in my neighborhood and and that sort of thing. So in indoors, um, it sounds like indoors would be good. That way, you know, for Canadian winners, you can still shoot any time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and, you know, get my lock box and I'm going to load up on, the things I need, like I don't know, have to buy your own. You have to buy your own like headset. Yes. Yeah. Actually, um, you know, I'll show you after the show sure or something. You one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can get, get like all that stuff. Yeah. You can get some. They have good ones now that are um, that that are electronic. So they, they we call it Ear Pro. So you need your Eye Pro and your Ear Pro. Your, your but your Ear Pro, you can actually like crank up the the sound and you can have like supersonic hearing on top of having the shots muffled. So it's kind of cool. Right, right. Yes. I yeah. want to be a cyborg. You do. It's one step closer, yeah. you know? And then, of course, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to have to get like a really cool bag, like a, like a real shooter's bag. Like I can put my lockbox in the bag and my eye pro and my ear pro, and I'm sure there's like a real yeah. good bag. I've got this one. It might something be, like that. This might be a little you... more than you need. This is uh, my my bag, five eleven tactical bag here. And this, there you go, tactical bag. That's what I need. Yeah, check this out here. This, Let's see this, this. piece of show here. and tell. Boom! You got all my boom. Got all my wow. bags right there. You know, you got the. Keep going. There's, 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 there's a bunch more to it. Uh, you only showed us one thing. Don't fuck me on this one. Let's go. All right. Well, you can also take this central piece out. Okay. And this central there piece, you can keep all your. You can put this right up on your bench, you know. So this central piece is where you keep all your ammo and stuff. So that's kind of cool. That's cool. And you can put a bunch of guns in there, you know. It's nice. It's nice. Bunch of guns. Yeah, just a bunch, bunch of guns. Just dump them all in no. there. I don't use. Yeah, just dump them all. I don't use a lockbox. In fact, I generally just do something bring like it that. In. Yeah, just bring yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to See, have a lockbox everywhere in Canada. Like when you you can't like, just carry it in your pocket. Oh no. Restricted oh, firearm. No. Hand, hand handguns are like 
almost completely illegal in every possible setting and sense. That's nice. You can yeah, take wow. it the shortest possible distance from your home to your range or your gun club, and that is the only two places on the planet you're allowed to have it. You can't fucking take it anywhere else for any other reason. So you can't have it at work? No. Okay. Wow. No. Yeah. What if you lived at the gym? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, I guess if you could convince them it was your home. Put a cot up and just put a cot up in but, the corner. Because you got a shower. You're yeah, there yeah. most of the time. Yeah. There's food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. See, I got you. Yeah, there you go. I, got you. I don't know. Figure it out. So, um, so yeah, it'll be a fun new hobby for me. It'll be cool. I'm loading up on hobbies. I'm really hobby. You really are. Hobby. How's that guitar thing going? You are. Going good. Yeah. I've actually been playing the I've been playing the bass quite a bit because it's really fun. Yeah. I forgot. Like, I never really played bass. I kind of just, like, fooled around on a bass a few times because my buddy had one. I borrowed it for, like, a couple weeks one time and just played a little bit. But I never really played much bass. But it's, like, it's pretty fun. You know, nice. there's a lot of, like, it's a physical instrument. When you play yeah. guitar, you don't necessarily feel every strike because the strings are pretty thin and light. So, like, you know, you hear, like, you're like, oh, I nailed that note perfectly. But you don't always feel it, like, in the pick. But with the bass, it's like every pick is, like, snap, snap, snap. It's You're kind of, like, almost a drummer. So you're playing that, you're playing the bass with a pick, not with the fingers. Yeah, I mean, you can do either. Some people are pickers, you know, some people, you know. I had someone ask me that already. That's so funny. Mm. Um, someone said, oh, I know she used a pick. And I was like, yeah, lots of bass players do. Like, if uh, you look at old Metallica, Cliff Burton, the original bassist, who was like the goat of bass playing, right? The original, the original goat. Yeah. He was, uh, he played with his fingers. So like the first four Metallica albums are all Cliff. You could kind of like or, grab. Sorry, first, first, yeah. You can get like a grab to the strings. You know what I mean? With the Yeah. It's a lot of like um, funk players. Yeah play with their fingers you know and then there's like the slappers that use their thumb like the jazz and funk guys use their thumb and yeah there's also the, the bass is a really cool instrument there's a million different ways to play it but you know if you look at cliff burton you know the first first few metallic albums up to master of puppets it was he was a finger guy and then uh and then when they brought in jason newstead he played with a pick so but you know both sound great you know it's just their styles but I've been learning Nirvana songs, and and Chris Novoselic played with a pick. He was a picker, so I've been like okay. using a pick to get you know kind of the same feel. Mm. Pretty fun, yeah. Ripping it up, man. You know, instead of like surfing YouTube for twenty minutes aimlessly after I eat breakfast to just like you know get a little space before I start my day, yeah. instead of doing that, I've just <clears throat> been picking up the bass and hammering out a few songs and. Yeah, I think I'm mentally healthier. Less scrolling, yeah. less surfing, less more. Instagramming. I think less there's swipe more pick. Interesting. Yes, less there's, swipe more <clears throat> There's something to it. I, I do think when you train yourself to do new skills, it it creates new neural pathways in your brain. And that's and yeah. I, from what I understand, that's what keeps us young, you know? That's what keeps us remembering things and stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because I actually heard someone talking about that, and they were saying they were using examples of things that are really good to do. And, you know, they were saying how learning another language yeah. is really healthy for your brain. That doesn't, for some reason, learning another language just didn't appeal to me. It always seemed kind mm -hmm. of boring. Like, I'm not, I don't really care enough to learn another language, I don't think. But then I heard someone else say that music counts. 
as a language. As another language. Oh, really? Like the same. They're like a lot of the same. Like a lot of, there's a lot of the same stuff going on in your brain because huh. you know there's some other things happening too because it's also different. But there's still it covers like a lot of the same bases and it's really really great for you and it's equally as good for you and so I was like oh fuck. Plus there's a physical coordination thing to it as well. Yeah, which I think is kind of interesting. I wonder if there's any carryover, you know. But um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. I mean, I've always played guitar, like hacky guitar. You know, I've always owned a guitar and picked one up and you know, fucked around on it here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was gonna talk about something. I might as well do it now because it was the main thing on my list. But I noticed that um, taking up these hobbies now, I am approaching them far different like completely different than when i picked up these hobbies as a kid because when i started playing guitar in high school i just thought okay well what do i like and i'd just be like i like acdc so i just like look through an acdc tab book and just like fuck around with the whole book like i'll learn the riff to this and what's the riff to that and i'll try this and try that and the next thing you know i can kind of play most of the riffs off this album but none of the solos and you know blah 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 but now I'm approaching it like a bodybuilder. I'm like, okay, today I'm working on this song. I'm going to play this song 10 times. Hmm. Like everything is like organized. And I, that's how I think I go, okay, I've, I'm going to eat breakfast and then I'm going to play that song 10 times in a row. And I'm just going to try to get better at it. I'm just going to keep playing the song over and over and I'll just play it 10 times in a row, really get, you know, get some practice in on that song. And then I'm going to uh, work on clients for two hours straight. So it's like, way different because i'm targeted i'm like okay today i'm working on this and i'm gonna learn this and i'm yeah. gonna do these things 10 times each and i got about 15 minutes so i'm gonna hammer through it and uh and then i gotta go you know so i'm just way more efficient just like when i'm on my bike i'm like oh today i'm just gonna do stuff that i can already do because i'm just want to have fun and i only have 45 minutes so i'm just gonna practice my tricks yeah. but then mm-hmm. i might go saturday i have two hours so Saturday, I'm going to go out and I'll practice my tricks. And then for an hour, I'll work on shit I can't do. Yeah. yeah which means right. like frust- frustrating and kind of boring and like, you know, falling down sometimes and, you know, not really doing anything that looks cool. And you know what I mean? You're just working on skills and it's like, but I'm going to make myself do that. And I have an hour to do that Saturday. And it just makes me way more structured. And I think way more productive, like, and it's way more enjoyable because I'm not like, lost like you know when you're a kid and you're just like doing something as a hobby you don't really have any like you know, where are you going you yeah. know yeah like you're just like learning the about- same way yeah. most people approach the gym yeah that's yeah. exactly it like i used to buy a guitar magazine and i just go home and look at the riffs they had that month in the magazine and i just fool around with them but i wouldn't really get good at any of them and i might play them each like three times and just be like oh that was interesting but there was no direction right. Yeah, but yeah. same now same I, like a kid gets the muscle magazine and he like tries yeah. this arm workout for a couple times, yeah, and you know, does this chest workout yeah. and maybe fucks around with this split and two weeks later he does this split and he doesn't stick to anything. Yeah. But now I have like a goal, like I said, a goal. I'm going to learn. There's two albums, two Nirvana albums. I want to learn all the guitar and bass too. Cool. Right. Entire albums, Bleach and Nevermind. Guitar nice. and bass for the entire thing. I already know a heap of the guitar because I that's what I initially started playing. Yeah. But I'm and the bass is some more. Yeah, very similar. So I'm just going to learn both complete start to finish. That's my goal. So I have exact things I'm working on and like, you know, chipping away, working yourself through. It's just, it's way more. And plus then you can like see the end. You're like, oh, I, I have a goal. 
Yeah. Like right. I'm excited yeah. because I, be- I believe I'm going to complete these goals. I'm going to learn both these albums. I used to play all how that long shit, is that going to take? I'm... Well, I don't know how, how long till I know them or how long till they sound right. <laughs> that would, it was, it was actually, this is what's funny. To an expert. I'm curious what the answer is, but the reason I asked is because I get that question all the time in bodybuilding and it drives me crazy because the answer is you don't care. Hmm. Yeah. You know it's, I mean? that's not You're the just, point. It's just doing it. And, and that's that yeah. I wanted to do the time because I get that all the time. Well, how long is it going to take me to do this? I'm like, well, if I say five years, are you going to not do it? Yeah. So I guess the answer is the same. It's like, it's like, um, you know, how, how are they ever really done? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, am I ever really playing them perfect? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Exactly like the album, right? Like, perfect. Am I, has that ever really happened? You know? Can you ever really sound yeah. like him? Can you ever really get the right tone? Can you ever really get the right equipment to get the right tone? You know, you know what I mean? Like if your goal is yeah. to make it sound perfect, then it's never going to end. So that's kind of, I guess, the answer is, you know, do you ever really play anything right? You know? Right. So, yeah, yeah it's just been a lot of fun. And it's also like just really interesting to see like the how how naturally my brain organizes these tasks into divisions like leg day chest day back day yeah right that's how my brain works now so it's really fun to take up a new hobby because it feels like there's less wondering and spinning your wheels and all that stuff and i'm sure the same thing will happen once i start going to the range yeah i'll like systemize it in my head once i sort of realize what it's all like i'll be like oh okay i'm gonna go shoot a box of this ammo today i have half an hour blah 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 whatever i don't know how it works but i'll figure it out yeah a little advice from my friends yeah, you know, the, you know somebody who knows a thing or two. There's so that's many on things. This call that's not wearing a green shirt. I do all yeah, that stuff. Actually, carrying a gun right now at this moment. <laughs> I, I do all guns. that same stuff where I'm, I'm like trying to, you know, figure out one thing, and then, you know, I went today and I only had a half hour, so I was like, I'm just gonna. I haven't been to the range for about a week. I'm just gonna work on my draw from concealment. Work on that one thing. Repeat. There you Use go. Time. Like this is Repeat. shit I love. This you is know? my brain is just gonna feast on this. You will. And and there's so much it's <clears throat> cool because there's like a lot of physics to it too, where you start realizing mm-hmm. like if if you're shooting over here and down every time, then you can start to figure out why that is and then you can correct it in your grip or in how you're pulling the trigger. So there's there's a lot of and and it's information that we probably would have never had thirty years ago if we were trying to figure this stuff out. But now you go to YouTube or you go online, you can you can figure it all out quickly and be like, oh, this is what I must be doing. I'll try this, and then you get a different result. And you know, step by step, you get closer. It's just very expensive to to figure out because ammo. <laughs> and I think ammo up there is even more money. I think it's not that cheap. Scott, yeah. is there are, are there are, are there ever times when you like at your level? Um, that you're having, they have a hard time figuring out what you're doing wrong. If say last week you came in and you were just on fire, you know, and then this week you come in and for whatever reason, it's not quite the same. Can you typically pretty quickly figure out why or, or is it hit or miss? It, you know what? I, I think in general, I can figure it out. And, and for the record, I'm not like I've been shooting real consistently for over a year now, but like the guys just like in bodybuilding, like, I'm not that good. There are guys that blow me away. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm better than your average guy that's just going to, like, step in there and, you know, just fire shit off. But 
Um, you know, they, 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 but but yeah, I, I would say yes. I would say that I can figure out what I'm what I need to improve on. You know, and the mm-hmm. nice thing is too is I started using a, a timer. A range timer is really nice. You won't be able to draw from concealment, Ron, uh, but you don't need to because you're not concealing anyway. But that's the important thing for me is to know. And there's a whole system on how you do it, what you do with your hands, how everything comes together at four steps that you use. Um, and then using the range timer, you can measure how good you are, how fast you are. Uh, and then you mm-hmm. can try to beat that, you know. So it's kind of like the log book. And then I keep record of my range times, you know. So yeah. yeah, very similar. A lot of lot of similarities yeah. to bodybuilding and learning anything, you know. It was cool. Uh, the instructor that I had to get my gun license, mm-hmm. he showed us a video because he's he's got like a, some competition pistols, you know. Yeah. And uh, he showed us a speed video of him at like some like high level contest, and I think he got like second or something because he showed us like the final group or whatever. Yeah. And like they were so fucking fast, man. Like it was just like you know what i mean just a blur of what they were doing like yeah it was they were it were pretty impressive so yeah i think he showed it to us on day one just so we knew that he wasn't some like <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at min guy that got stuck with this class yeah you know, he has to do it you know he's it's, like it's, i'm a passionate shooter like this is what i do this is my thing like if you're gonna get taught by anybody like i fucking know what i'm talking about so it was pretty cool i have a, i have a friend that um used to train some of the SWAT guys and I won't mm. say the city cause I can't finish the story then. Um, <laughs> but, good. Uh, good. He, he told me, he was like, if you're, if you're ever in need of SWAT, call me cause they can't help you. Huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, got it. He was like, it's, I mean, and, and of course there's levels. So I'm sure if someone from SWAT heard that, they'd be offended. But the point is, is just like you said, Scott, you're talking, the amount of time it takes to be that proficient. Yeah. You know, I, I find I'm obsessed. That's why I have to be careful when you guys get in these topics because I could spend two hours asking questions. I love hearing about shit I know nothing about hmm. because you right. don't under, I mean, it's like you could compare it to everything to swinging a golf club. Like, why is it that yesterday I was dead nuts on and today yeah. I'm off? Or, you know what I mean? That's why I was asking that because it, it really ties in. Whereas for the most part, I feel like the gym that it other than your body having aches or pains, like <clears throat> the bar typically goes no, where I need it to go every time. See ya. Are you gonna change shirts again? He changed last week. <clears throat> but no, I'm 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 definitely I'm I'm fascinated to, to uh watch as 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 Ron's style comes together in your guys' conversations <laughs> for for his reps, as he says. Yeah. It's it's interesting. There's something I had heard not too long ago. You know the 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 actual the mechanics of pulling the trigger are very simple, but mm. you have an explosion that is literally going off right by your face, and yeah, you want control. to recoil from that. So what what this guy that I was listening to said was that the the mechanics of shooting a gun and knowing how to hold it, knowing how to pull the trigger, that's like five percent of it or ten percent of it. And the other ninety, ninety-five percent is controlling the animal in your head that wants to recoil. Because the first time it, I saw this is interesting. This woman was only ever shooting an air pistol or something. And so they put a live gun in her hand and she dry fires no round. She dry fires no round. No recoil at all. Like she does, because a lot of times you'll see somebody dry fire and they flinch. Their hands will flinch in anticipation. Nothing. Right. 
she pulls the first round she ever shot in her life out of a, 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 a an actual firearm. Perfect bullseye. Nailed it. First round ever. But after that, she didn't do it anymore. Yep. Because yeah. then that animal takes over. And that's the whole game is learning how to overcome the animal in us. That's right. so cool. It, it really is. Yeah. I know they say that the snipers, like I've known some snipers, and they say that you like breathe out completely and then you wait for the space between heartbeats to pull the trigger. Hmm. Okay. You know that's what I mean? Fun. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Like they let the, you know, let their breath completely go out of their body. So they're just completely flat. And then they wait for the heart to beat pump. And then they go squeeze the trigger. That is kind of cool. You know, the stillest you'll ever be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was more still than that, but I couldn't pull the trigger. I was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Totally passing. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't tell everyone to like, share, subscribe comment and or ring the bell or ring the bell i've been ringing it aggressively lately i don't know why yeah it's really hit that fucking bell i want i want to make sure you get contact you know you're upset very upset i'm upset they didn't ring it before they got to this point that's why i know sometimes we have a little wait it's like the odd episode you watch where the credits don't come to like 10 minutes in you're like oh that was a long intro yeah, yeah. You know? I feel like it's like contest prep when you've been working with Aceto all year, though, because we just start <laughs> talking, and then we real oh fuck the oh, prep. Shit, we're this, prep. This episode started. We should probably <laughs> say what episode number it is, which we did this time. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Do the routine. We'll finish That's strong with a with a good one at the end of this, Scott. I got you. All right. That's all good. Deal. That's all good. <laughs> so, Dusty, I I I I want to say I I saw your post. You've really taken to this living in a house with three other women. It looks like you're, and they all know each other is there this time. Which is yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, uh, they, they, they. Uh, you seem very, very happy, and it's good to see, man. And it's you know, it's, it looks like you're having a good time, and it looks like you're in it there is. with a great. You found a great bunch to rescue you as a stray. <laughs> I think that's absolutely <laughs> what happened. You know, and I, I i don't know if I told you, but both of the girls have boyfriends that I like. Okay. Oh, no way. Like, and they're like, guys, guys, they're not pussies. I'm like, right. all right. I, I was so happy to like, like one of the first things I ever heard um, the oldest boyfriend say was coming out of a restaurant and he's he had words with a guy. And I actually overheard him say, I'm not about to be disrespected. And I turned and I'm like, this can go wherever it needs to go. I don't give a shit. I was just so happy. I'm like, I had like a little tear. I said, like, oh, he might bunch this guy. That's great. So yeah, <clears throat> they went, they went to, uh, they actually went to Golden Gloves over the weekend and uh, watch. He's not old enough to do it yet. So he's only 16. I guess here that'd be 18 to compete in that particular one. But uh, I'm, I'm getting updates. There was a knockout. I'm getting videos. I'm like, this girl likes boxing. Fuck yes. Right, so yeah, cool. solid stuff, man. Solid stuff. A, little bit of, I, a woman that likes a little bit of controlled violence is a, is a good thing. She understands how the world works. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think it's key. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hey, it's, it's there's key. Something about, there's something about combat sports, you know? Some people just fucking hate them. But I don't know, man. I think it's a healthy outlet for those guys. 
Those guys oh, would be doing sure. it no matter what. How? Huh? Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you become too if you if you get it early enough. You kind of become numb to it, you know. Like yeah. where it's it's not like a big thing. I remember uh, early on in a, in a relationship, I was and I got a call in the night from uh, from my mother, and she was like, "You got to go get your dad." And I'm like, "Where is he?" She's like, "He got arrested." I'm like, "Did he get in a fight?" She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, Fuck. So I tell her I'm just like getting my stuff, and she goes, "What do you mean he got in a fight?" I'm like. I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask. Why didn't you ask what happened? I'm like, hey, I don't, it happens. I don't really care. I just got to go pick him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You realize, like, and my mom, like, when she calls, she's like, hey. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, no, sorry it's so late. Like, there's like an intro because right. it's not a huge deal when you've been around it your whole life. So, yeah, <laughs> it's good that I'm, you know, she's learning these things. It's positive. <laughs> wow. It's just good. I, I, I just think. I guess this is my little thing. You don't have to like violence. That's not the point. But you can't be so unused to it that it paralyzes you when it happens around you. Hmm. Right. Like when violence happens around you, you have to be able to react yeah. and most likely leave as fast as possible. Yeah. Right. You know, in most situations, if violence occurs around you, you want to get away, get safe, get somewhere else as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so many people just freeze up because they don't know what's going on. Like they can't believe they're seeing violence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they freeze up. And a lot of times they get, you know, elbowed in the face because two people are scrapping right in front of them and they just go like, oh, you know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. it's it's just and that's just one example like there's a you know a million other scenarios where you have to be able to like you know not freeze and be paralyzed and be shocked that violence is so shocked that violence is occurring like we've seen videos where there's like something crazy happening and there's like some fucking you know middle-aged woman or man who's completely out of shape so out of shape they can't even move properly and instead mm -hmm. of trying to get out of the way, they're they're like looking around, going, "Manager, where's a manager?" Like you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? That yeah, type yeah. Of thing. You and are in the line of fire you are still in <laughs> danger, and then they get like knocked over, like violently yeah. knocked over, yeah. right? And offended and I just that they did. Yeah, because in their mind, an authority figure should just be able to end this. Yeah, like, where's a manager? <laughs> there was there was a video. Where's a manager? I, I have a complaint. I just, I just saw yesterday. It's you like, guys will love this. World. I, I got offended if I can send it to you, but uh, it's at like a sporting event and a couple guys are not even in a fight, but there's a disagreement and one guy steps back and he ends up kind of falling onto the lap of a kid that's sitting there. But it's, <laughs> it's not like a small kid. It's just a kid. And the, the dad, help, help, help. He grabs the kid. He's screaming. <laughs> and the comments are like, well, thank God that guy stayed calm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it was literally, it, it didn't even escalate. Huh. But that was his immediate response was like, oh my God. I'm like, someone basically sat in your kid's lap. Yeah. And, and yelling for help, not actually doing much himself. Yeah, not pull him away. Not just, it was, it was a mad scramble. I'm like, what would you do if something actually, like, if gunfire took place? Yeah. Like, just stand there tall, yell help. help. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I want to speak to the yeah. manager. It needs to end. Yeah, where's the manager? There's someone with a gun. You're not allowed to have that here. But I think that's I think amazing. it's a lot though. Gun free like, zone. It's a lot of society now because I, I remember 
there was a gym I used to go to that it, it, there was kind of like a, a busy parking lot out front, uh, a lot of through traffic to other stores. And these kids would literally just be like on their phone, just looking down, walking through the street. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if somebody doesn't stop at that stop sign, if somebody doesn't stop because that kid's like they would be shocked if they were to get hit because it's not supposed to happen. Somebody wasn't supposed to hit me. They would be shocked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's supposed to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? Once you do. You did, <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's yeah. a weird comfort in every I was I was in Dallas over the weekend, but we were downtown and you definitely realize there's some sketchy fucking people everywhere. Oh, yeah. And I, I took off in the morning and I wasn't thinking about it. And I have far too much blatantly expensive things on me. And so I'm just being extremely aware and walking around. And then I realized that how many people aren't. Oh, yeah. I'm right. like, yeah, like I'm always aware but i'm also extremely like okay probably shouldn't have brought this bag with me to wander down the streets where i don't really know where i'm going in dallas while i'm looking at my phone for directions you know what i mean so i'm like looking looking up looking around and it hits me how many people in their own hometowns are far too comfortable because they're like oh well you know i live in greenville i mean nothing's gonna happen here i'm like tell it does situational awareness yeah Yeah. situational awareness is important I I I have I have that's just permanently in me because I worked you know in the bar for so long you know even as a bartender you're still looking out at the crowd for problems all the time you know yep. and you know you hear people kind of arguing are those two guys arguing and then you're aware of it and you realize no one else notices that they're arguing huh. you know? yeah yeah and the one guy starts waving his hands and then you start to see the mouse go fuck you no fuck you and you realize. Mm-hmm. There's these two girls standing beside them that are just giggling, like completely clueless with like martinis in their hands. And you're like, oh, those girls are going fucking flying. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just the situational awareness is something that I always like probably had too much of it, like ruined a little bit of fun over the years. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to find when I bounced, though, it was nice because sometimes I would see that starting. And you could walk over and actually diffuse it before it mm-hmm. even happens. Mm-hmm. Just like walk over and, they're, and you're like, hey, bro, you got to understand, even if you whip this guy's ass, there's 10 of us. You're fucked. Yeah. And your yeah, night's yeah, fucked. Yeah. And you know yeah, what I mean? And, you, and then the guy kind of starts to calm down for just a second. You kind of look at each other like, you good? And ha- I mean, yeah, literally, yeah. it was a large percentage of time because I used to always, my big concern when I was bouncing, I didn't want to get hurt and I didn't want anything to happen. Yeah. So if yeah, I can get exactly. ahead of it, I'm like, please let me make sure that these two don't actually get in a fight because that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I don't want to somehow roll my ankle something stupid because these two assholes are fighting over nothingness being drunk. My, my yeah. line used to be, I love getting paid to do nothing, guys. So let's yeah. just keep it that way. <laughs> like, let's just not, you know, I love to pay. I love to get paid to just stand here all night and look at girls. So let's just don't ruin my <laughs> evening. You know, facts, and they usually laugh a bit, right? Like you yeah. can get a laugh out of some guys. Oh, okay, fuck yeah, the guy's just annoying me. You're like, yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> so all good. So we're gonna do some YouTube questions, Scott. Yeah, let's do them. We got a bunch, by the way, guys. If you uh, if you want to take part in the next episode, then comment below. As always, plus comments, likes, all that stuff. It helps to boost our shows up. And, uh, you know, we could always use it. I think that I'm starting to get the vibe that um, YouTube might not like uh, channels that talk a lot about steroids. 
and <laughs> that's why we're talking about cocaine and hookers lately. Yeah. Yes. So we rotated. I think that the channel may not always get seen because I've had people tell me like they're like, "Hey, I don't get notifications that the new show came out." So make sure you've got that bell, you know, clicked all of that stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we didn't even talk about steroids that much. No, no, just that. But you know what? It's guilt by association because then I'm on here running my mouth about Anadrol with Dave Crossland, and they're like, you know, oh, you yeah. two, all these guys, guys look the same. Oh, you know, all these giant right. dudes, they all look the same. So, <laughs> right. Jim McDonald has one I for us. He says, "Question for the next episode." Lee Haney said, "Stimulate, don't annihilate." What did he mean, and was he right? Well. Yeah, he's right. Lee Haney did say that all the time. I mean, Lee Haney trained really hard. He was a volume guy. But I think he was just referring to like, you know, I know that, you know, Tom Platts used to just like murder himself, you know, like he'd do a set with like 10 forced reps and then 20 partials. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Lee was just saying like, you can't train like that all the time. Like you're like your body's gonna you know that's how you break your body eventually and your body gets like so pounded that you're not going to grow and he's kind of right like you can't train like that every single workout you know what i mean like even tom platts didn't train like that every single workout you know but you know he trained hard i mean lee haney like i've seen videos of him benching four plates for reps so like i don't know maybe it's just the way he in the context of his mind he was thinking like you know don't do 10 forced reps on every set and all that sort of stuff. I don't know how much he went to failure. I, he might have only done like the last set to failure, you know, which isn't really that much different than what everyone else does anyways. So it, a lot of it's semantics. Maybe he was just a brain ninja. He was getting the competition to train like pussies while he mm. was training like a freak. There you go. Don't train too That's hard, guys. Yeah. Don't yeah. Just guys, take it. I've been taking it easy. Look at me. Yeah. I look great. I'm beating yeah. you guys, and I'm just fucking around. So why don't you fuck around? Yeah. And find right. out. You know, what does he mean by stimulate? <laughs> What's his definition of stimulus? Maybe it's pretty but, hard, right? That's actually What's a great annihilate? point because um, Dante and, and John Meadows used to go back and forth like that their training was very, very different. And obviously, I've worked with both of them. And the, the biggest difference between, I'm not saying all of it, but their base was that John Meadows counted his warm-up sets. Yeah. 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 But the actual working sets, it was like two. One. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I do think you're right. All kidding aside, Ron, I think that it's what it means to an individual. Because I, I just told that to a guy over the weekend. He's like, well, how many working sets do you do when you do deads? And I go, two. He goes, you do two sets? I said, Yes. That's it. I'm like, well, it takes seven to get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I touch the bar five, six times before I do those two sets. So if you want to count the 135 for 10, the 225 for eight, well, right. then I guess I did seven sets mm-hmm. for debts today. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it worries me a little when, when, it worries me to think how this statement could be interpreted because I do feel like for some people it could be like, well, that means I shouldn't train that hard, you know? Yeah. If you can do 10, stop at seven. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. (laughs) No, maybe Haney was, maybe Haney 
kind of tried to keep like, you know, how there's a lot of research about, you know, keeping one rep in reserve because then you can do more total sets with that weight. Um, right. You, you know what I mean? That's sort of maybe he was like kind of a go to the like Maybe he's kissing failure and not quite hitting failure on a lot of his sets. I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of ways to train hard, though. Like maybe he's doing a lot more sets. I remember he was I remember reading he was like more of a volume guy. So, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, all um, what, what you know on how you look at it, too, because I know people say, well, Jay doesn't train heavy. He he does. A, he You know, he's a high volume guy. I'm like, I've seen Jay incline 455. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking? Yeah. About? Jay bent road four or five <laughs> all the time. He's bent road four plates all the time. Yeah. yeah, he did a lot of volume and a lot of weight, and and yeah. I guess another thing I would say too is like, well, maybe that works really well for some people. I don't know if well, that high volume with high weight worked for everybody that tried it. You know, in the early two thousands, it did work really good for some people. But you know, what if your ability to recover from that isn't as good as Jay's? You know. Yeah, I think that's where like the genetic component comes in, you know, the old four exercises, four sets, eight to 10. Yeah. You know, adding weight on every set, you know, um, I think you got to know yourself too, though, right? Because I have a short attention span. I can't do 24 sets in train. I'm bored. I want to leave. Well, there's that. That's an element too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm dead what, serious. What, it's like, I yeah. don't want to do this, this exercise for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, because you know how it is, like, say you're doing, you know, back, like pull down movements for back. The first work, your first movement, you got warm ups, this and that. Your second movement, there's not really a warm up. Right. All right, go. Right. All right, go. Imagine having to do, I don't want to do that four times. It just, <laughs> it doesn't work for me mentally. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Start looking around, yeah. see something shiny. It's no good. No, hey, you know, that's how it works. You, you There's that whole, that whole thing about what's going to keep the guy going hard, you know, he's got to enjoy his, he's got to enjoy the process. And there's a, there's different ways to get there. You know, obviously your genetics might dictate which way is the best way to get there. And then you got to stumble <laughs> on it and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah. You know, so what else yeah, Haney was Haney's Haney's awesome though. I remember, I still remember how angry I was. I was like really upset. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but they gave Lee Haney like a lifetime achievement award and he didn't get a standing ovation. And I was like super upset when they called him out and the crowd didn't stand up. I was like, no kidding. There was like a bunch of us were standing and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it was. Just Think about a, what you have to do to piss off a Canadian. That's <laughs> a lot. It's he a lot. Disrespect Lee Haney. Exactly. Don't, don't disrespect <laughs> Lee Haney. Hey, speaking of Jay, we got to like, comment question here with jay mentioned um hey guys uh, another great episode question from my side uh jay cutler had and still has the longest lines during expos when rich piano was drawing a lot of attention towards the sport especially from what i've heard during expos with an enormous amount of people waiting to meet him uh, do you see any anybody nowadays getting close to that where literally everybody wants to meet that one person. Uh, maybe guys from Fuad's podcast, Nick Walker, uh, would be interesting to hear your thoughts. All the best, Lucas. Well, from what I saw at the LA Fit, which was a small expo, Robin, Dana, Lynn Bailey, it was crazy. They're still killing it. They huh? were, 
they were only there for like three hours on one day. Yeah. And uh, maybe that concentrated their line because their fans were like, they're only there for three hours, right? But when they were there, like their lineup was just stupid. It like went fucking way past the bathroom and around back behind the powerlifting. It was just, it was just crazy. And I mean, I took a piss like every hour the whole weekend. And every time I went, I would look and there was this dude wearing a Black Sabbath t-shirt. Mm. And he was still in line. Like he moved like... <laughs> I remember thinking, where's the Black Sabbath t-shirt? Because I was going to see. I was like, when I go back to the bathroom, I'm going to see if that guy moved. Yeah. And I went back an hour later, and he was like, moved quite a bit, but he wasn't at the front yet. I was like, holy shit. He wasn't fuck. gone yet. Holy yeah. Crap. And then I went again, and he was, still wasn't at the front. He was like almost there. And I was like, holy shit. And then, uh, and then Jay was there for half of Sunday. And just like he said, his line was, Jay was, it was the craziest line for sure of the whole expo. But I mean, that was a pretty small expo. But to answer the question, I don't see anyone with a line like Jay um, right now at like, you know, the expos. We'll have to see how the rest of the year goes. It would be interesting to go to England, see mm -hmm. what their expos like at the Arnold in September. Yeah. But Jay's still the king of the lineup. I don't know. Do you agree, Dusty, as far as we can tell? Well, A, yes, for sure. That's the quick answer. But what I was also going to say is... Jay and Rob and Dana are the only ones with staying power huh. because remember when Kai was was at his peak and was winning um, and was like right there and could win the Olympia. He had a line like that always. Yeah. I stood in there one time. Kai can walk through an expo now. Hmm. He still is very popular. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like it used to be. It's definitely not like Rob and Jay and Dana. Like those people have that. So. I feel like that's what really separates because I imagine that there's a lot of guys coming up and, you know, and girls that are very popular that'll have a big weight. Um, but I find it really powerful that people who aren't um, the, the technical influencers that can still hang like that because that's what it is now. Like if you dropped an influencer, I, I think Bradley Martin would probably have a bigger draw than Nick Walker at an expo. Hmm. Because yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Every like so many people know them across so many things. Um, I think one that could hang, if I was going to name somebody, I was going to guess that could hang. It would be Bumstead. He would have a okay. line like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, and sure. I think that he also um, will have staying power because he's just he's he gets it. Like I watch some yeah. of the decisions he makes as a businessman, and I'm like. He's going to be like, Jay, he can do this as long as he wants. He can retire, keep coming back, keep patting his pockets. Fans will love him. Yeah, he, he's he's on that level, in my opinion. Did he did he yeah. switch coaches? No, I I heard something about he hired Hanny to help him with some mental stuff. But okay. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, that's why I ask instead of say it as a statement. Like, you know what like I mean? Like coaching, like not yeah. just diet and stuff. Like, yeah, one of my clients messaged me last night and was like, yeah. dude, did you hear about Bumstead? And I was like, what? And I think like, Ian's still doing his diet and everything. So yeah, okay. Insanity to change that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why change a um, formula that's working, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, you know what else too? Like, did you see what Fuad and the guys did? They had like a meetup. Yeah, that was very. Yeah, cool. I don't know where they where where were they? In, I I didn't know where they were. Was it in Florida or I Texas or where they fuck they were? But they had like Texas. a yeah they Texas. had like a meetup. Sorry, I think it was Texas. 
Was it? Anyways, yeah. They, yeah, they they all had like a meet up and like a fan meet and greet and stuff, and it looked like it went really well. That's cool. And when you do stuff like that, it maybe negates the need to like do it at an expo. You know what I mean? You're getting out mm-hmm. and engaging your fans directly, and it's your exact target market because yeah. everyone's yeah. just coming to see you. So it's like it's not like you're getting any strays. It's just right. concentrated fucking one percenters you know what i mean yeah and Mm -hmm. uh so so that's a great idea like i thought that was a great idea what fuad did it's hard to get everyone together like that though but yeah Yeah. he brought all the guys too which was wild yeah i mean it's like his whole team basically that's fun yeah 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 and it's funny they're i think guy's the only one who's not with hostile Mm -hmm. okay so it's like they're all doing the group photo and they're all wearing hostile except guy (laughs) it's funny well, he was the only one that was angry that moment as well. Oh, wait, no, Fuad, too. He's... Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. No, then... I'm I'm going to the UK in like two weeks, guys. There's this, an event, Fit Expo. Fit, or Fit Expo, I guess. Is Fit Expo. That's how you say it. Fit Expo. Yeah. There we oh, go. And wow. yeah, yeah. A little tricky there. But it's going to be in Liverpool. And uh, Dave Crossland and I are going to do a live podcast there on Sunday morning. So it's going to be cool, man. Like Dorian's going to be there training a bunch of guys. Uh, Josh Maley, Sasan is going to be there. Yes. Yeah. So is awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited to meet all those guys and meet some of our listeners too. So I doubt we'll get like the Jay Cutler line. You know what I'm saying? But I think you might, I think you might. (laughs) You never know. It's UK. Yeah. It'd be fun. I've never been there before. You guys have both been there before, right? I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah, multiple times. Liverpool. I haven't been. To I've Liverpool. been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like a tour there one year, so it was a bunch of England and then Wales for some for a couple stops and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but you know what you need and, to make and, sure you do if you're a that? true bodybuilder, and this has nothing to do with bodybuilding. You got to go eat some like real Indian food. Indian food, dude. Yeah, England's huge and, for it. Oh, really? dude. Huh. Oh, yeah. game changer. Okay. And I'm not. Like I, I would never eat that here because, as far as I know, there's nowhere I've ever heard of it's even close. I got ballsy after a trip once. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna look up a place in Scottsdale." Not as good, huh? Not the same. Okay, it okay. was sad. But yeah, trust me on this one. They got like a bread thing that they bring out and like hangs like Ooh. my fucking microphone here. Want Just tear bread? pieces off of it. You want hanging bread? Yeah, for sure. I need the, the hanging bread, the bread that hangs. Dusty um, said to get the bread that hangs. You bring the you bread that, that hangs. Um, remember what else Liverpool gave us? Hey, my favorite Spice Girl, Sporty Spice. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, well, they gave us the Beatles too. You know, but Sporty yeah, Spice, yeah, but Sporty Spice. Who the Beatles? What Sporty Beatles. Spice? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got another Here's one. My favorite. Here. Here's my favorite. Um, what are your guys's feelings on wrist wraps? Uh, I doubt I'm pushing enough weight to actually need them, but I feel more secure when I have them on. Plus, they look cool. That's the important part right there. Yeah. I was going to ask what color they were because it matters. Cool. Does it? What's what's well, the color? What's the right color? Black and red, always. Oh, okay. I mean, I they're cool up. enough that Danny Hester wore one of them to the fucking dinner the other night when we were in L.A. You're kidding me. I swear to God. Just one? Am I wrong, Ron? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a traditional wrist wrap. It would look more like a handkerchief. It looked more like a bandana tied around his. No, wrist no, wrap. he had a wrist wrap also. Why? Well, I, I swear. I think, I think it's stripped down. Yeah, 
Okay. That I saw. Okay. So yeah, I mean, um, Danny was just using it to hold a fork. So yeah, fuck yeah, dude, you need it. They're cool. <laughs> I I uh, I I do agree. They look cool. Um, so I wore wrist straps. I would always make sure I didn't put them on. Like I would put them on loose, and I would do like my warm up sets, and I would get up to like the one twenties without them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I would wrap them for like the one fifties. Yeah. Up, you know, and then I would maybe wear them on my second exercise, and then I would just they'd just be loose dangling on my wrist for the rest of the workout after the first two big movements. Cause I always felt like I didn't want to like make my wrist weak. I sort of felt the same as knee wraps guys that wrap their knees all the time. They just, they wind up having a hard time training without knee wraps. And I didn't want to be like that, but now I don't wear wrist straps anymore because I don't think I train heavy enough to justify them. Hmm. And I want to, you know, I want to make sure I stay, you know, strong and I don't, mask any pain or anything like that so i try to i try to go that route now you know what do you think scott you haven't answered a question yet yeah come on scott i'll say um slacking yeah it depends on depends on what i'm doing but dumbbell presses i like them for that once yep. like like that you're would saying be the number one yeah. thing my favorite thing would be heavy dumbbell presses That's and like you're saying top top set you know i'll have them on but they're not tight and then i tighten them up right before the set and if i take too long then i notice my fingers are starting to go numb and tingling so that gives me motivation to get under the you know get under the dumbbells faster right Uh, and then yeah i'll take them off because i just keep them you know home gym i'll just toss them over where i keep them you know but yeah i would leave them on loose otherwise because that is an article you can easily lose at the gym you got to be careful. And I didn't with those wear items them. You can lose. I never wore them on arm day. Not, not oh, like yeah. you guys doing wearing wrist straps on arm day. I never wore them on arm day. I used to. I was like, you're not lifting heavy enough on arm day. I'd crank um, wraps down on my knees. Unless uh, you're dusty and you're doing fucking two plate skull crushers, and then yeah. you can wrap your wrist. I'm gonna wrap all the way up my arm. Yeah, I'm gonna wrap my whole elbow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wrap my shoulder. Knees. The, the the either like I went to knee sleeves, but before that, I'd I'd wrap the knees real tight and if they hurt a little bit you know get started getting like that sharp pain cartilage is tearing then I just wrap it harder you know it was the dumbest thing i could have done uh and now i don't do any of that now for knees i just i'll use a very thin sleeve it doesn't even have like a there's no resistance to it it's just enough to keep my knee a little bit warm uh, right. that's mm-hmm. that's it i just i don't want to but you know what i still i'm not lifting heavy right now ron and i still will use the the, the wraps uh, on my heavy dumbbell presses, whatever the heaviest set I can do, I will use yeah. it for that. But then I back it on down, go. you know. Yeah, there you go, Dusty. Same thing, just for fashion. I'm just trying to be cool. Yeah, just for fashion. Well, you have your little ritual. You have your little ritual yeah. That's where part of it. Uh, I was waiting. <laughs> every working set, every working set, he takes them off. Yep. And then once they're off. He just re re puts them back on again, and then does his next set, and then he for like rest pauses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like even a rest pause, you only got thirty seconds, right? Real but quick. Dusty buys about he buys about forty seconds because he fucks with 42. the wrist wrap. He goes yeah. all the way off and then all the way back on for each one. I leave the thumb part on though, Scott. You know the yeah. part that goes yeah. on your thumb. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. actually like come off, but it's no, absolutely it's like almost, full slack and then back. Yeah, yeah. almost, yeah. and then right back on. You you think he's going one way, he reverses it. Yeah, that's a little thing. 
There's like a drama to that, though. You know, you step oh, yeah. away. It's great for filming. Yeah, you step away from the equipment, right? And you redo them. Redo them. And then you step back in, you know? Yeah. And it's and like, oh, you shit. video edited. You remember? Do you remember He's going to lift top? a lot. I was flipping the switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flipping the switch. Flipping the switch. Yeah, he's got he's about to lift a lot. That's what I would be thinking if I watched that. All right, what else do we have here? Uh there's our wrist wrap question. Here's one about See, uh yeah. Simple question. Turn it into ramble for seventy two minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul asks, he says, Ron and Dusty, can you get mutant to start making gear? in the roadside lemonade flavor that's available in the BCAA 9.7 product. Uh, because as far as I know, BCAAs are not really effective, true or false. So what is he saying that he, there's like two things here. Is he saying that roadside lemonade is his favorite flavor and he wants that in another product? Yes. Okay. That's exactly yes, that's what he's saying. saying. And also he saying. doesn't like BCAAs, but is, is well, that a good yeah, flavor? It's a great it's, flavor. I don't know why people make it in the other. It's flavor. like a lemon drop, like, like actually, like a lemon drop. Mm. It's very delicious. It's like you bought roadside lemonade off a child. Yeah, like yeah. it's the perfect flavor. It tastes like it tastes like it tastes like you're helping a kid start a business. Minus that's the, how, the that's them putting really their fingers what you're doing. in it. It tastes. Well, I think like mom the, typically makes it. So. Oh, it yeah. tastes like the purest form of capitalism. Yeah. Well, you get them started <laughs> early, you know. I think that's key. yeah, yeah. Oh, kids making money, being entrepreneurs. This tastes so fantastic. Yeah. It's a great flavor. Yeah. Right. I agree. Oh, I agree. She's got a All good right. point. I, agree. I like rocket. I agree, but I can't help here, though. Yeah, rocket power is good. Kevin's got one for us. Kevin twenty one. What's your opinion on combining high intensity methods into volume training? This is what I talked about last week. I think, for example, working up to a heavy top set slowly and uh, conservatively with reps to ensure maximum strength and endurance and and then immediately uh, after doing two higher rep drop sets, for example. Okay, so going heavy and then immediately going into drop set. So, so he means, you know, instead of doing one working set, you're doing one working triple drop is what okay. I would call yeah. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I use the term triple drop because there's three different weights being used. Not because yeah. there's three drops. Yeah, it's not three drops. It's actually a double drop, which is, but I say triple just because there's three different weights being used. So he's just saying, turn all your work sets into drop sets. Is that what I think he's talking about? Yeah. I mean, I imagine. Example. So I've actually, I've actually done that. Like I've done a strip set on leg press and then moved to hack and done a strip set on hack and then moved to extension and done a strip set on extension. And I mean, it's fucking brutal and your pumps insane i don't know if you should do it every week or you'll get like too hammered maybe you'll make some great gains i don't know i mean it just sounds like you're just like having fun by making up an extra hard way to train which hey that's i can back that i can back that i i i, I admire the hustle but i got a question for you guys would you consider that to be higher volume because you're still just yeah. pushing that same set further. Yeah, it is higher volume because volume is ma is uh, weight times reps. Okay, that's your volume. So technically, so times reps. So technically, you're you're lifting more volume in that same amount of probably same amount of time. The workout's only going to be a few minutes longer. Yeah. So you just have to like, you know, it's it's uh, weight. What what is volume again? Weight times reps. 
but then you factor in how many minutes your workout wasn't. So if that, if yeah. one workout longer than the other, then you know what I mean? Changes the yeah, divided by the, I asked because yeah. I always feel like volume is like more sets. I feel yeah, like to me, that's like technically more volume in that set, but it's still, it's just one more in, it's like a, an intensifier is what I would consider that. Yeah. Yeah. But the math formula, like the people that are math purists, it is yeah. weight times reps. So you would have to add it all up. Okay. What do you think, Dusty? I think it'd be a lot. Um, I also, and this is purely opinion, um, but I find for myself and for most of my clients, um, when your workouts are getting really hard, you're getting close to a show or something like that, you ever had somebody you're training with, they're getting ready to do a set and they'll look at you real quick and go, how many more sets do we have? That's them deciding what they're putting into this set. Mm, yeah. And I do think there's something to be said about knowing, like, if you're going to do, like he said, six to eight reps, you get to that eighth rep and it's tough, but you might have a ninth one in you. If that's your only set, you go for that ninth rep every time if you're wired correctly. I think a lot of people don't go for that ninth rep because they got two drops coming. Mm. So I do think it alters the intensity of of the high intensity kind of training. Um, but like Ron said, I think sometimes it's good to have fun. I mean, I love training all the time, but there's many times I go in the gym and I'm like, I just want to fuck myself up today. Yeah. And I'll do something like that. You know, I mean, today I went to the gym and I, I made my um, I, I decided the thing I haven't really put out there, but I want to feel really strong again um, before deciding what I want to do as far as uh, activity and, and bodybuilding and um, that stuff. So I decided like, all right, I, you know, my shoulders starting to get pretty healthy. I want to just get strong again. And pressing has been an issue. Um, it's been something that's been bothering me. It's getting better. So today, without any thought about it, all I did was press for shoulders. I did four different pressing movements hmm. and just said, oh, this will, this will be fun. And that's what I did. Like, so I think sometimes, like, is that part of some master plan? No. The only thing I did do was make sure I was thinking about what numbers I wanted to hit on each thing. So I, I think the idea is good, but I, like Ron said, I wouldn't do that every time. It's just, it's a lot to beat your body down with. So I don't think it's optimal. Kind of becomes right. why. All right. Rob Taylor's got one for us. He says, a quick question for the next show. Is vascularity an indicator of leanness? He says, been on my cut for at least three weeks and my veins are like snakes. <laughs> and they're So, ones. I mean, so, yeah, but it's all relative to you and your, you know, how vascular are you anyways? Like mm -hmm. some people diet down and they're really vascular. Other people diet down and they're not really as vascular. So there's a genetic set point, but everyone who gets leaner will get more vascular. Right. So and I think the more getting, times you do it, right? Yeah. If you're getting more vascular and you're dieting, then you're definitely getting leaner. Yeah. Because that's exactly what happens. Hmm. So, so yeah, it is an indicator. Like if I see someone and they're, and they're in a sleeveless shirt and their delts and arms have veins all over them, then it is an indicator that they're probably leaner than most average people. The rest of their right. body is probably not fat. Like, right. <laughs> you know, or if you see someone and their calves are shredded, 
you know, I mean, there's the odd fat guy out there with lean calves that we've all seen one of them. They have a big yeah. pot belly and then they've got like freaky calves, but that's super rare. So for the most right. part, if someone's legs are lean, especially if their thighs are lean, then they're probably lean, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's a good sign. Keep it up. You look at guys like Jay Cutler. He was never very vascular, you know? You're not like crazy. I mean, if you saw him in the gym training, he'd fucking veins all over his delts and arms, and but you not know, like you see um, him close. And not like Jose. Fly. Yeah, yeah, Jose, <laughs> yeah, great yeah. example. Like it's just who you we know, are. Frank McGrath's forearms, you know. Yeah. 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 Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short dated, and label changed products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the show. Oh, I got to make sure I get this one on because I guess he commented a few times and I've missed it. Um, Taylor asks, he says, okay, I've got one, Scott, the same one from before. So, because he asked not before. the same one, not uh, the same one. Oh, not the same one. I try yeah, to read these you. fast and add inflection. And then I don't always catch all the words and I miss important words like not, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, anyways, he says, um, what's the most you guys have spent on all your PEDs, diuretics, peptides, you name it. On a show prep, money-wise, feel free to go into as much detail as you're comfortable with, but I am curious. I remember Rich Piana saying he spent like 15 Gs, 15 big ones. Thanks. That's a lot of money. What what was he fucking running for 15 grand? I mean, he was running game on the fans so that they would listen to his fucking YouTube. (laughs) I'm um, mad at it. I don't hate the player. It's the game, but fuck. Well, there's Pharma GH in that number too. So if you look at it's like, like 14 fives right there. 90s, <laughs> yeah, 90s Pharma GH prices, maybe 10, 10, 10 or 12 of it was that. <laughs> um, but uh, but to, to be honest, like you'd be super, there's just no nothing exciting in my past um, in that regard. I was a, I'm trying always, to do math over here. So I was always a, uh, you know, I got a bit of farm kit in me. I kept my, I kept my cost down. Yeah. I only used Pharma GH like a couple times in my whole life. Yeah. You know, I did most of my shows without any. Do you feel like and, it made a difference, um, Pharma? I don't know. It, you sure feel good while you're on it. That's a thing. Like, yeah. you know, you're on, how good are your pumps and how good do you feel versus what does it actually do for your physique at the very end, yielded out like on stage how much better are you I'm did not you sure. win your pro card with it uh no i wasn't using oh. pharma g okay. year. i won my pro card yeah there's it's that funny. thing guys yeah that was Very interesting I, yeah i was a little smaller that year i used a whole bunch of generic gh and i thought it was like fairly good generic gh but mm-hmm. i didn't use pharma so 
That's funny. I didn't spend much. My food bill's way higher. Like yeah. one time, one time years ago, like I wasn't even done competing and I did like a rough calculation, like just estimated. And I was like, oh, I've spent like quarter of a million dollars on food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. Last year. Um, I eat out a lot. <laughs> you know, like in 25 years, I spent like lots of money on food. Like I remember the joke was one of, one of my friends said like, oh, you know, I could look like you in 10 years. And I got, I said, well, are you willing to spend $200,000 on food? And he yeah. was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. I, th I, I think if remember. I was going to guess. Like, a, like you, a quarter of a million egg whites. I don't know what I, my math out. It was something <laughs> Yeah, crazy. could you imagine like, doing that? Some crazy How many ounces number, of chicken remember. have you eaten? How many ounces of yeah, chicken has Ron yeah, eaten yeah, since yeah. he started bodybuilding? Yeah. Yeah, there was some. I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was. I remember just looking at the numbers and thinking it was just, what? I, I, even, I made that much money? Never mind, spent it? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't even know I made that much money. I was like, oh my God. In like 20 years, I spent that on food. Yeah. There was this TV show that we just watched last night on Vice. It was, it was on YouTube. And they were following ravers that were middle-aged and aging. Guys that were like 40s, 50s, 60s plus that were still raving. And they took three of them oh, into the they, studio. They did were, they go back to raving or are they still raving? Still raving. Well, These that's guys. a different animal. And they, they calculated how much drugs they had used. And then they they didn't take like actual drugs, but they took like white powder, put it on a table to to show them how much drug. There was this dude who's like very well known, I guess, in the UK as being this like party guy, 50s, big belly, wears like all sorts of funny outfits. He's always the the, the, the life of the party. Nine kilos of cocaine in his lifetime to himself nine fucking kilos i mean now there were these that by sixteen thousand. how does that look how does that look yeah. on a table what, it was what, it was like a legit it was a legit like, a, like it's like a scarface mountain oh bigger yeah yeah bigger it was like a scarface that. mountain yeah wow yeah he's, oh, just, he's still alive is yeah. he how and did they interview him yeah, they interviewed him, and he, and he had some like heart stuff going on, and he's probably better off not doing. They have like just sheets of sheets of LSD just stacked up. This guy's like, I took nine hundred and fifty six ta tabs of LSD in his life, and just mountains, bales of most, weed. Who was the most fucked up? Like, was any of them really obviously like uh, sketched right out? There was one guy who didn't make it to the studio. He didn't come to the studio, and he had what what equated to like a mountain of meth and a mountain like literally like a legit bale of weed <laughs> real nice stack of mushrooms too over to the side it's just giant pile a of mushrooms bale. yeah that's amazing a, a bale of weed yeah, yeah. i probably know around. a few of those guys too oh god God, that's <laughs> i'd like to do that with you yeah. guys bring you in the studio oh. and we'll like pile up as many chicken as you've eaten you know we've seen yeah I did do the math on the egg whites once. I, I, I remember the number had a lot of zeros. <laughs> like how many egg whites? I was estimating. Dusty, you got your math out for us yet? I started to, and then I just <laughs> I just decided to guesstimate because I just went with the growth, and I started just trying to figure out per bottle. Yeah. But I think for 16 weeks of prep and running uh, growth the entire time, um, 
I might have been looking at like thirty six hundred bucks. Okay. For a prep. Yeah. It's I don't know what people are getting robbed. What's this? So that's yeah. about how many egg whites I ate during my comp competitive years. Do you know what that would cost you today if you lived in the United States? Ten million dollars. <laughs> so yes. I ate about one hundred fifty thousand egg whites. It's a lot of egg whites. You might get a better deal since you fall off of your bike. Also, um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's not. I mean, the fifteen thousand is funny because I did. I tried to guess really high. Yeah. And it's. I just. I mean. Ron really did nail it. Drugs are not that expensive. Food really is. Yeah. Like it's I the most expensive thing I ever did was in 2011 when I was doing 16 ounces of cooked salmon a day. Fre- and I don't I don't like farm salmon. Like, so it's you spent like fresh 50 bucks salmon. A day on salmon or what was it like? Yeah. How much is I mean it literally it was insane. And I remember I got really pissed Ron because I You're went to Miami. Salmon. I went to Miami a week early, right? And uh, I go to buy food from Publix. So I go to buy the same salmon and the price was higher. I'm like, this fucking fish was swimming in that goddamn ocean. You mean to tell me it's cheaper to have him take a flight to Scottsdale before he comes to my house? Probably. Well, the one you're so getting aggravating. in Scottsdale, the one you're getting in Scottsdale probably comes from Vancouver. And the one you're getting in Miami probably comes from well, no, it's because it's Atlantic salmon. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's maybe Atlantic they're lying salmon. Okay. to me, but maybe in are. my mind. <laughs> but yeah, that, I remember, and I'm not someone who really like, you know, and I don't mean this in, as bad as it's going to sound, but like when you're in prep, yeah. you buy what you need to eat. I don't really pay attention to what it costs. I'm like, yeah. like I realized when I'm like, fuck, that was expensive. Okay. But the salmon, I was like, damn. This is fucking brutal because you had to cook like 22 ounces to have a cooked 16 ounces. We we went to my aunt's for dinner the other night and my uncle barbecued fillets. Beautiful, Good man. 10 ounce fillets. Like they were just, I walked in and I saw them sitting on a plate ready to go on the barbecue and I was like, oh, those are the like most amazing. I knew instantly they were fillets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. And, um, so we pass the plate around and I grab a nice big like 10 ounce filet and I, I my, you know, my whole dinner, it's beautiful. My aunt and uncle did a great job and I, and I eat my 10 ounce filet and my two baked potatoes because they were so good. And I'm like, because I don't eat that much at one serving anymore. You right. know what I mean? Like I ate a meal and I'm like, good. But I was like, we'd been packing all day. So I was really hungry and I was like, fuck, and there's one more steak sitting there. <laughs> and I go to my uncle, I go, hey, uh. You gonna you want to split that steak? He goes, no, no, you have it. And I'm like, I can't eat another ten ounce steak. Like, and I was like, maybe I can. I fucking ate it. Don't limit yourself. I, I ate twenty ounces of amazing fillet uh, in one sitting. Nice. And I just I haven't eaten two ten ounce steaks. They might have been bigger than ten ounces. They were fucking thick. I haven't eaten two steaks in one sitting in so long. Like old three hundred pound me might have done it. But yeah. they were so delicious. I just went fucking crazy on on dinner. So yeah, that was what. How much, and now today's prices. How much was that? How much were those two uh, steaks? So minor, minor. <laughs> the ones I get are forty dollars a pound. Right. Like so, I ate like fifty bucks for the steak. Yeah, yeah sixty bucks I mean, for the steak. It's yeah, funny. That, that's a grip, and it's worth every penny. Oh yeah. Sorry. And yeah, then absolutely. the best part, the best part was that my aunt was like really happy I ate it. You know when they're happy you eat. 
Yeah. They're proud of you. Absolutely. They're proud of you. She was like, oh, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. You know, your aunt is, you know, when you go to like an older, like aunt, uh, you know, or grandma or someone's house and they're like forcing you to eat, but you're in the yeah, off yeah. season. So you're I like, I haven't had that for a while. No one forces me to eat anymore, Dusty. Well, look at you. You're fucking walking around peeled. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, I might've told you this, Scott, but I'm telling it again, just because it's funny okay. to me. So Ron, we go to LA and he's like feeling thin like i could see it in his face like when we're training yeah. so i decided to film him okay just to show him the fucking phone because he has no idea it's like it's like reverse bodybuilding he has no idea that he's peeled out of his mind yeah, yeah. i'm like i didn't do any tricky bullshit ron i've stood here and filmed and then showed it to you immediately i'm like that's just what you look like just because you're not 320 pounds anymore like it was it was actually and i, I was I shocked i didn't i, was, in I didn't reverse i could was in la but also when you're that lean, it, it like you don't look small. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. It's, it, it was just small. funny because because his his my like, it literally he, I think and I get it. Like if I was at that show or whatever, and then I'm like, and you do realize that three people have randomly walked over him, and be like, man, you look good. Rob Bailey did it first. Yeah, like we were training, he just walked right over. He's like, God, dude, you look fucking good. And I'm like, they don't just randomly compliment. They know you. They don't have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're just happy. I'm. They, Rob, Rob told me he was really happy for me. He goes, "You look like you're having a blast." That's I cool. To your Instagram. You look, you look like you're having a blast. And I was like, "Thanks, man." You know. Yeah. But that's you know what? That's another example. Off topic. You know they say. You know you know Jordan Peterson, Doctor Jordan Peterson. Love says, him. Yeah, my says, favorite. Be, be careful who you tell your good news to. You know. Because yeah, for sure. you should only tell it to people that are going to be happy for you. And, huh. and and be careful who you tell your bad news to, because some of the people you tell your bad news to are actually celebrating it, you know? Right. Good point. And, and so anyways, my whole point is Rob Bailey is one of the people who is every single time I see him, he asks how I'm doing and wants to know what I'm doing. And he's like happy to hear good news he's like one of those people so i that's why he's a good shit and you know i keep him he's on my list that's you know cool. what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. he's one of those people him and dana both yep. i would say just to circle back to that question before we moved on if you remove the peptides would it be fair to say that a competitive bodybuilder even if they're pushing gear could could easily stay under a thousand dollars on a contest prep for you know just gear alone like that's not yeah. going to be hard to stay under a thousand bucks yeah you should be able to i mean it obviously depends on what i mean yeah how good of a deal hey, but yeah people, it, first of all people just take entirely too much shit it's just complete nonsense like uh i'm trying not to rant but like this one guy doing his very first show is like a novice show and he's telling me he's like yeah you know i'm just worried because i haven't been able to find proviron and i haven't been able to find um, hail a test and I haven't been able to find this and I haven't been able to find that. And I'm like, what do you need all that shit for? Yeah. You're using, what are you using? And he goes, well, I'm just taking a bit of test and a bit of trend and a bit of Anavar. I'm like, you don't need anything else. No, you're good. Like yeah. you're good. Like just get ripped, just train and diet. Like you're on enough shit. You're fine. You look great. Like you think you, these people think they need, Yeah. like I can't do a show without three weeks of halo. I'm right. Like, yeah, you can. Remember that, seen a million we, people do it. We've <laughs> talked about this, and and I know you know the the the, the individual in this, uh, Ron. But Chris was working with a guy, and after a while, 
he wasn't really happy with what was happening. Yes. So he said, are you sure your shit is real? Frank. And he, and he was like, you know what? I'm not, I don't know. And he goes, do you have anything that you know is real? And he said, yes. And he goes, okay, take that. Didn't even ask what it was. <laughs> he, he was prop. He had veterinarian prop that he knew was real. And yeah. he had some pharmacy anivar that he knew was real. And he wasn't using say, either, either item. Yeah. So he and switched he just them. Said, just take those. There you go. And that was what they prepped on for the rest of the way. And, he's, and he did say, he told me, I'm not sure he told you too, drastic change in a couple of weeks. Drastic. Like mind bending. And the guy won his pro card. So realistically, to push it even peel. further, we can say under $500. You can, you can do a really good prep, a lot of everything you could possibly want to take in really under 500. I said 1,000 initially, but I'd say under 500, well, not a problem. Depending on the level all, you're at. <laughs> all I can say, I can say this for 100% certainty. Yeah. I won the 99 Albertas. I was 244 pounds with strided glutes. And I took... 500 milligrams of test a week and a bottle of clen. There you go. You can do the math, guys. And then seven weeks out, I remember it was seven weeks out, I went to 750 test and I took one Novadex a day. No Rimidex, huh? No Rimidex back then. I didn't even have it. Huh. You know what's even funny about this is the reason that he went to 750 a day then was because that's how much he had to get to the show. I know that without asking. That's the math. That's yeah. the math. Yeah. You, you knew you could get that I can bump in. it to that and yeah. still make it. Yeah, because a friend of mine gave me seven more amps of Sustanon that he wasn't going to use. Okay. Yeah. See? I, was like, I knew oh. it. <laughs> right? Adam and, the bottle of Clen, and the bottle of Clen was a donation too. A buddy mm -hmm. of mine gave me a pump. One pump of Clen. He gave me a pump. He's like, fucking go smash this and i was like thanks dude yeah it was like fucking poverty prep poverty prep full-time college spending like so much on chicken breast living yeah, on my yeah. visa poverty prep i had nothing else i had a handful of novadex tabs some sustenon amps bottle of clan that was it and then um i remember a buddy of mine had like a bottle with some halo tabs that were rattling around in it yeah. And I took 20 megs of Halo for nine days. Yeah. Because that was how Because he had cause nine he days. Had 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had 18. Yeah. I remember all of that. Like, I to vividly remember it all. Yeah. So that was the first prep. Like, and, you know, I was like, I was the best I'd ever been at that point. I was best shape I'd ever been in, leanest I'd ever been in, most shredded I'd ever been, won the show. And uh, yeah, poverty prep. But just that's these not uncommon. Think they need all these drugs, all you know? this fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, there's so much mental masturbation though. This it's funny, but I had this literally at the airport yesterday. Three. I had I had a conversation with Jose about Jose. this, and and we talked about the the obsession with when to take everything. Hmm. And it was funny because yeah. I, obviously I know Jose very well, but he goes, "You take your growth hormone when you won't forget to take it. Yeah, that's when you take it." And I was like, "Exactly." <laughs> like, and also it's not that I, complicated. I really <laughs> tried. I really tried to not be late for my shot this week, and I was a day late again. Dude, thank God you're not taking this shit as some sort of a, you know, birth control. Yeah, yeah. You can now. I heard about that. Anyways. All right. We got a couple more here. Uh, Josh has one for us. He says, um, I just did a show and was what I thought the leanest I've been. The issue I ran into was even after drying 
myself dry even after drying keeping 1.5 gallons all the way to friday then cut the water off 12 hours uh, out of the show which had me peeing uh, a lot every hour but before hitting stage i started sweating like i was playing basketball which led me to being a mess on stage which i'm sure led to my third place finish my question is have you guys ever dealt with sweating issues what causes this and suggestions on how to dry out with no sweat you guys are the fucking best i love the podcast love the content you shouldn't pull your water yeah you overheated because you pulled your water out it never pulled yeah. it i think some guys there's a lot of reasons why you can start sweating on stage sometimes it's nerves sometimes people get really pumped up and anxious and they pump up and pump up and they're pumping and they're pumping and they're jumping around backstage and they're anxious and their heart rate's like 150 and then they literally get like an adrenaline dump on stage yeah. and they can get fucked up blood sugar and all that stuff but all of that stuff is way worse and more likely to happen all the blood sugar issues and stuff if you cut your water when you cut yeah. water you risk messing up your electrolytes and then if i don't know if you took diuretics but sometimes yeah. the timing's just brutal you just like happen to get you know you do that big pump up and stuff and then you get a blood sugar like a blood sugar problem or something and that's what causes all the massive sweating and all that shit and it just goes to shit and it all starts with being a little over dehydrated I think you have to you want to avoid being overly dehydrated. I think it causes a lot of problems and messing with your electrolytes too much. Yeah, I, I just don't think you ever need to pull all the way out because it, it's cooling to drink to bring fluid in, you know, and you're absolutely right with uh, with what you brought to the table. But anytime I hear someone said they pulled their water. Why? Yeah. Also, how much did they pull with diuretics, too? Because I you super you know, fucked yeah. up, right? Yeah, and what direction did you take? I mean, did you use something that's going to mess with aldosterone levels? I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it. I try my best to keep things very, very simple when you talk about them, but some things aren't that simple. Hmm. Yeah, you know. So I got so to be right back. Those talking. are things. <clears throat> so I hope I hope that that's his gun being delivered instead of him picking it up and he's going to bring it in. But yeah. he's in Canada, so that's not happening. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's happening. I don't think you can do that in the U.S. either. They don't just deliver guns to your house. At least not It depends, but sometimes when they're, the, there's like a serial number that's filed off, they'll bring that bitch right over. Yeah, right to your house. Yeah, they yeah, will. There you go. There you go. But you can't take that into school zones because it's against the law. Correct. Um, I, do you remember, Dusty, uh, maybe 15 years ago, like everybody pulled every ounce of water out, like always? But, it was just like yeah. that was just the thing. Like you just dropped it all by the end. I, I remember, but fortunately, um, I was around people that knew better. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that I always thought was really funny was when guys would be pulling their water while carving up. Oh I'm yeah. Like, What's gonna move the carbs? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, I mean, I really have that that's one area that i will say even i've changed like i drink a lot more like by the end of my career it was you know i shouldn't say the career but when chris and i were working together i really realized the importance of water okay. we were drinking so much so then cutting back was like okay have 12 ounces with each meal yeah and it's still less right you know and it's drastically less than you were doing 
but it's a lot. You yeah. know? Yeah. Do we have another one? We've got one more. We've got one more. One here. more. One more for this episode. In the um, green and it is about, uh, here it is, running DECA only. David, what are you thinking? Question for the next podcast. Thinking about running a DECA only cycle just as a science experiment. Would 300 a week be beneficial or should I just run it with test? Well, I don't know why you'd want to just take DECA as a science experiment. But hey, I understand the desire to try something. I would never do it because I can't take DECA. So I just would never do it. I would never consider it. Um, And now after living life on like TRT for a long time, I can just tell you like, I don't know how it gets any better than this. Hmm. Like, why not just do this? This is awesome. This is fucking phenomenal. (laughs) You know, I don't think it gets better. Yeah, that's even if you're late, mark. it doesn't even matter. I just feel great all the time. Like it doesn't The question even mark is it. how much you were taking, because I know that that's an issue yeah. a lot of people run into. I think it got popular. In hindsight, I'll say I think I took too much test my entire career. Huh. I think I could have gotten away with 500. Um, now, I went higher um, and to the point of like I went to 1,200 once and realized it wasn't doing shit, so I stopped because I'm cheap. Um, but I really do think that the bump between 500 and even 750, I don't know how much it mattered. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I talked to Jordan about this and he actually likes doing things like no test because he finds he can eat more, hmm. you know? Um, but again, I've never discussed with him how much test he was taking. So if you asked me like just what Ron just said, if you're taking 200 milligrams of test, I think that 300 milligrams of DECA with that would be better. By itself, he's not doing crazy doses, so yeah, yeah. But if you want to do an experiment, fuck it, do it and let us know. How about you tell me after you do that for 10 weeks how it goes? I'm not a fan of it, it's not gonna go bad. I'm not either, that's why I'm not doing it. But I mean, I'll give some you know, you tell me how it goes. If it works geniusly, I still can't do it because I can't take DECA. I just feel like (laughs) there's so many. There's so many people that are newer to bodybuilding that get wrapped up in this idea of we're doing experiments, we're exploring these drugs. And I would say, and I think I said this last week, was just like, just do what works. Because what do you want to do? Do you want to be a scientist or do you want to be a bodybuilder that has a lot of muscle? Like the lot, you know, you might be able to make gains in spite of your experiments. But my thought would honestly be like, just do the things that work and focus on your training and your nutrition while you're doing those drugs yeah. that work because like that's the way you're going to be able to grow the most don't lose sight of the end goal the end, the end goal is not experimenting not being a scientist you're not going to win a yes. prize you know what we, i mean we this this goes we, we this goes for everything you know the whole like kind of the ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it type of a thing you know mm-hmm. um like the other day we we trained legs yesterday and i think it was halfway through I was like, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do a leg press? And we we're like, and I remember Braden said something to me and we kind of laughed. It was like, well, that's what we always do. And right. we, jo- we joked how like, you know, Braden and I started training together like four years ago and he was hack squatting like four plates. Okay. And now he's hack squatting eight plates for 10. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing leg press next. <laughs> I think it that's might what work. we always do. Because that's our, <laughs> what we're doing is working. Like, you know what I mean? 
considering what I've been through, I'm maintaining my strength and size really well. And then he's just adding a plate to everything every year. Nice. So yeah, we're going to keep training this way. <laughs> there's no you reason to change anything. You know what's funny though? There's, there's apparently a misunderstanding or bad information out there. I had a guy this weekend. It was it was actually great, and, and he worked out well. But he told me he goes, and I've had other trainers, and I had to get rid of him. He goes because, and he said to me, he goes because I understand, I know that you have to change your training every couple of weeks, and you have to change your diet. That's the only way you're going to improve. And I'm like. No, I waited and I waited and I said, no, not none of that is right. Yeah. He was like, what do you mean? And then I broke down. I was like, well, if you're getting stronger, you are changing your workout. You are. Yeah, you're the change more volume. Your volume is going that, up, technically. you know, um, yeah. and I said, and, and, and I said, and why do you have to change your diet? Like, why? I said, if, if you I said, if you weren't changing then something has to change. Yeah. But if you were, if you're changing, like why? But the, but the point of me bringing it up is not that he was wrong. It's that he, he knew this. I know these things. And I'm like, don't tell my clients because I tell them up front. I'm like, we're going we're to run this until, I don't know, the end of time, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, there are tweaks, but overall, the only time I'll, I will tell them if you are just fucking bored and you want to do something different, tell me. But we don't need to change this because you are changing quickly. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. So, but but I did. I found it very interesting because because he knew you had to do that. And I'm like, you are talking to a guy who changed his training in 2009. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Before you considered going to the gym was the last time I really. I mean, yeah. With the goal of bodybuilding was the last time I changed my training. You know, within reason. Yeah. And even people that are having a hard time, it doesn't necessarily mean they're on the wrong path. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just really hard. Like this is mm -hmm. really hard. So like some people are like, I think I need to change my diet. You know, I've only lost four pounds in the last month. And I'm like, well, you actually, you're making like progress. There's not a lot of like, maybe you need to tweak your diet, but like you don't need to change too much. And if you change too much, like that you risk you know, you, you're already telling me you lost four pounds of fat in the last month. So like if you do that for 10 months, that's 40 pounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like like there's a certain amount, you know, or even half a pound. I lost half a pound last week. I need to I need to change something. And it's like, eh, I don't know if you do do mm -hmm. a whole bunch of those weeks in a row and you'll see a massive, you know, you'll look different. So pay, being patient too is part of it. Do you remember Dorian used to say? that you, you should have visible change every month. And if you yes, have something. that, then you're fine. And if you do not have change in a month, then yeah, you gotta look at something. Um, but sometimes I think the other factor, um, beating a dead horse here, but is the thing that might need to change is just the amount of effort you put into the exact same thing. Hmm. Yeah, you can, never, you can never really see how much effort someone is putting in you know, mm -hmm. actual effort into the sets. And that's one of the things that's just impossible to measure. And some people never are able to really measure it themselves. But that the amount of effort that you put into, like, just your working sets, that's a huge thing. Like, just imagine you're prepping someone for a show, and they're sticking to the diet perfect. And they're doing the cardio exactly the way you tell them. But maybe they're just not training as hard on those sets 
and they're taking mm-hmm. like really long breaks. So the workout's not as intense. And over time, I just wonder how many calories that adds up to. Like how many, you know, post, you know, the post-workout window where your body's really roasting calories for, you know, another 12 hours because of how hard you trained. I wonder, you just do all the math on that. I wonder if it's a few pounds of fat at the end of the prep. Just a couple pounds of fat that would have made the difference. Hmm. Which is enormous. <laughs> which is enormous. Even even one pound of fat can make a visual difference, right? Sure, so sure. Two, two, two people that are shredded to the bone. Absolutely. And you just wonder, like, there's just, you can't, you can't make them grind out those extra reps and, like, do that fucking really brutal last set of leg press that, that they they just don't quite put their effort into or or maybe they skip that set and you know you wonder how many calories that set would have resulted in metabolically you know over the recovery period and all that you know yeah never know i always tell my clients <clears throat> no one but you knows that if you left yeah. one rep if you step off the treadmill one minute early every day no one will know hmm. yeah, but you'll know you will and I think if you're if you're really on a hunt for the best you can be, you also know I've done that. Hell, I did that a couple of times when I was coming back last year. Um, I didn't quite know my body's movements yet, you know, and so I'm, I'm just filming, and I'd be like, I, I could tell, oh, my form's going on deads, and I'm just back into dead, so I put it down to stay safe. And I'd watch the video. I'm like, fuck, it wasn't going right. I definitely left at least one or two reps on the table. And I was trying to be smart, don't get me wrong, but that is a well, case of, of, of lifts how are one work. thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like when you say to yourself, like, it, I think it is important to, to truly know because even some high, higher level people, they're like, ah, as soon as I went heavier though, my form went. And I, there's a couple of cases where I was the person filming them. I'm like, come here. They show right. them the video, they're like, oh, fuck. That's yeah. not bad at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, you were fine. Mm hmm. Okay. I will tell you when you're in danger. <laughs> so we ra- is that it for the uh, YouTube question episode, guys? That's all we have. Yes. Did we go long enough? Okay. Yes. We appreciate everybody. Like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. And ring the bell. And like I said, we got some exciting stuff coming on the podcast. Um, we got some guests booked. We're looking forward to it. And um, yeah, just thanks for everything, guys. And remember... It's just bodybuilding. 